Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 208. Thank you for joining us tonight. Speaking of thanks for joining, uh, big shout out and thank you to Wack Nicholson for joining us last week. Make sure to check out the Western Kabuki podcast. Had a great time talking to him. And uh, we actually, this past week, by the time this comes out, the episode will be out. I think it's on Wednesday. Uh, we hopped on with our buddies from Roast Mortem, talking about good old Billy Penn himself, William Penn, founder of Pennsylvania, and man, what a little bitch boy he's turning out to be. <laughs> I mean, Jim, wouldn't most of them... Uh, no, I can't say that. But yeah, it's interesting finding out who our founding father was. But no, we uh yeah we're gonna be air we're gonna be going on their podcast for part two this week. It's gonna yep. be a lot of fun, always fun with those guys. So Tom, Trav, thank you once again for having us on. Can't wait to see the conclusion of uh, Billy Penn's life. Oh yeah, and also uh, we forgot to mention it last week, but uh, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Our buddies at Console Wars celebrated their big episode 100, and they added a ton of cameos in there, including the little old us. Jim, stop eating the Legos. <laughs> Right, we could call that method acting. I like, I like how Dan scripted it out for us, and he was just like, that, we were just jumping to that now. That was actually going to be uh, Snarcast's, uh, what do you call it, uh, Patreon question this week. He was like, how, uh, you know, what gave you the idea for the Legos? And the simple answer is, is it was completely scripted for us. So he, yeah. script, he had like a vision for us from what he wanted from our segment. I think a lot of other people, he was like, ah, here's the idea. Tell us we smell. Go nuts with it. Us, it was down to the letter. Pan outs, <laughs> pan ins, everything. Yeah. Um, and it's almost, Jim, like he's been around you drunk to, to know how you would act. <laughs> right. It was, it was the part I was born to play. Let's, let's think about it here. Yeah. I mean, we've said in the past amongst our group of friends if it was the hangover you know who you'd play yay <laughs> tell me i'm wrong i know i didn't even argue it then <laughs> i didn't like it but i didn't argue it uh chambers so yeah now uh thank you once again whack and um yeah we we're gonna do the roast mortem we do have a few other guests lined up but uh you know jimmy's jimmy's a busy boy and, yeah, uh, guess guess might be a little sparse in the coming weeks because uh, if you can't tell by the background, uh, I'm moving. So yeah, um, the next couple months are going to be extremely hectic and stressful and annoying, and I hate it. But yeah, moving Jim, out. Can I make a better one call. request? What up? For your new game room, you make it yellow or green to be the crusty corner that it always was meant to be. <laughs> or nice just bait. do one. Can you just do one corner? <laughs> where where you sit yellow or green <laughs> i'm actually like kind of pissed because like the uh the main the basement split into like two rooms so there's like the main den then there's like a side room that's gonna be my game room and the main den wood paneling beautiful wood paneling everywhere <laughs> my game room not in there i was like damn i was so close to living in an atari jim you damn well know your wife is not gonna let you leave that wood paneling oh we're gonna be painting it we're not taking it down but we're painting it careful and, uh, I don't know how good that always stays. You're going to have to be doing a lot of sanding. <laughs> Can't wait. But yeah, so part of me is happy I don't see the Keystone flag anymore. But This is like the tale of two rooms right now. Like You're in like an actual like setup, <laughs> nice looking game room. I look like I'm in a fucking bunker over here. <laughs> 
Jim's actually in Russia right now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> With the nice wires going behind you. I'm an but, Ukrainian uh, foxhole. But, Jamer, speaking of things to celebrate, so uh, it is May 1st as we're recording. And if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Discord, then you know already it's no IPA May. Uh, I personally definitely look forward to it. I, even though I still have some IPAs, I go out of my way to try styles I, I haven't tried previously. It does give your palate a break. And, it, and you know, if you really enjoy IPAs, then come June, you might actually miss it. So, yeah, I don't know. I know we started this as a way of saying, like, F you to IPAs, and we were tired of them all the time. But it's something that I think people enjoy. Uh, we've already gotten some good feedback that a lot of people seem to be interested in joining it again this year. So it's a fun little thing that I didn't think much of when I first, you know, me and rhyming. So <laughs> you're, you're number three. It's actually like a little peek behind the curtain over here. So Brian, as we all know, is very much not the internet guy, not Mr. Johnny social media. But when it comes to the snow IPA May shit, he is a fucking hound. Like I all of a sudden, like on my phone, I see notifications on Instagram, just like, <laughs> and he's just like going scorched earth. He's just spit firing everything out to like beer accounts on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be yeah, I mean, one, I reach out to everyone who's done it previously, and then I see similar, I see accounts that we both follow or should follow. I see if I like content of them, and I just, I reach out. I will say we've been asked, like, seems like we get a lot of very particular types of submissions, or some are more popular. But as Jim can attest, if you look at the people I'm DMing. It's not just what you would expect that we end up getting. It's just certain folks are more willing to send us pick. I don't know. It's That's not our fault that Sue participates. We're the yeah. victim. Yeah. I've already had one dude. He was a Instagram influencer who, like, flexes with beer. I was like, oh, okay. Not my thing, but I'll ask him. He's like, sorry, bro. I already got a, a fridge full of IPA, so I can't do it. I said, all right. Thanks anyway. Fair enough. So, reaching out, reaching out, but no, it's a ton of fun, and to anyone listening, you want to join in, all you got to do, use hashtag NoIPAMay, doesn't matter what platform you're using, if you tag us, it'll be easier for us to find you, you don't have to, as long as you use that hashtag, we'll find the picture, we'll put it up, at the end of the month, we'll figure out who the winner is, and either a new shirt, a glass, uh, some other type of merch, something will be sent your way for the participants because we really enjoy it. And it does drive good conversation, and it is just fun to see who can be the most creative. I know our buddy Alex Perez always goes crazy. I know that guy, uh, Coving Colvington, with his robots oh, and his beer. It's some uh, of the bra, best bra, bra, photography. Bra. Those are Gundams, all right? Get it right. They're not just robots. I'm just, I mean, is a Gundam a robot, Jim? It's a mech suit. Is a gunman a robot yet? <laughs> right, there's a difference between a mech suit and a robot, all right? Robots are like fully autonomous units. Mech suits. But that, that dude does professional-level photography. I mean, his photos are literally works of art where I go, holy shit. Like, and just the quality of the statues model. he puts together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I've never done – I've done toy cars or, like, model cars, but that seeing his photos make me go, damn, that looks like that'd be fun. But I can't get into another hobby that I'll dump money into, so – I Won't do be it. Doing it. Dump money. 
So, Chambers, what uh, what beer is starting you, you off on May? Yeah, so we're actually recording on May 1st, like Brian said. So, my first beer of no IPA May comes from the Southern Pines Brewing Company. It is the White Russian Imperial Stout. As you can see on there, big old Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. It's, it's not my favorite movie. I can sit there and watch it. I don't I don't get the hype, but... Jim, Jim's a hater. <clears throat> not a it's hater. fun. Just, it's fun. It's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> this white Russian Imperial Stout is over-the-line delicious. Brewed with cane syrup and lactose, its milky sweetness is complemented by cold conditioning the beer on Mexican coffee beans. The added cacao and vanilla beans really tie the beer together. 11% alcohol, 47 IBUs. Um, yeah, and this is a tasty boy. It's after a few sips, I'm already getting that like real thick sugary uh, sheet on the lips there from it. So the uh, the syrup is definitely coming through. So Russian Imperials are, if not my favorite, probably my second favorite style. It's interesting. They're calling it the white. So I guess it did say it had lactose in it. It's got lactose. Yeah. Okay. And then it said Mexican cacao. Uh, yes. Mexican or Mexican coffee beans. Mexican. Okay. Interesting. Interesting combination there. Um, yeah, I uh, I had a bottle, I guess for a little while. It's the Dr. Caligari. Uh, it's going to be tough to see, but basically it's uh, obviously they used a picture from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari um, from Tokamata. It's an Italian brewery, and it's from their line, The Beer Freak Show. Uh it's an interesting one because it's an Italian take on a German Berliner Weiss. And so it's an expressionist raspberry nightmare. With our, it's our own take on the traditional German style, slightly sour and loaded with lots of fresh raspberries at 6.3%. Huh. Um, Jim, did you ever see the movie Cabinet of Dr. Calvary? No, I always meant to and I keep forgetting about it. Yeah, so I think it was 19... 19- 20 or 21 it came out um classic silent horror film of course being horror nerd uh i will say very cloudy and it had that uh since i said it was sitting for a while that nice at the bottom that end chunk of sediment that just kind of dissipated in there there's something that is an immediate turnoff when you watch that just drop into your beer (laughs) yep uh and sours definitely these Berliners. If you let them sit too long, they'll do that. But there actually is no sediment in the glass, so I guess it dissipated pretty fast. What I will say is, yeah, loaded with raspberries, and the sourness is so goddamn low on this that it's a much easier drink than I would have assumed. So I know you're a sour boy, Jim, and some of the last ones we've had, I felt like were super sour. This is this is one I would enjoy. Seems like role reversal right now, where I have this stout and you have the sour. I know. Jim, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. I miss my Keystone flag. <laughs> did you just go to pet at it? Yes. Yes, Fuck. I did. Fuck. <laughs> Jim, we should, make a, we should make a rule, though, for you and me. I mean, since it's technically only four episodes. But you can't do the same type of beer. Uh, every episode, yeah. Yeah, no. you have to do a brand new style every episode. Nope, that is fine. That is fine. I, I almost feel like me and you should do that throughout the month like if you go from that your next beer can't be that style uh yeah because this is actually one of the beers i picked up when i was in north carolina so i picked up a ton of stuff down there and maybe one ipa at that so 
My wife was like, oh, it's your no IPA May. You just bought all that beer. I was like, don't worry. I didn't buy any IPAs. I bought maybe one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now I still have two actually pretty good ones. That uh, weird can that we talked about the other time with the slimy face stuff on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still have one of those, so looks like I'll enjoy that in June if it's still any good. Right, I still have my 12 IPAs of Christmas that I haven't broken into yet. Oh, fuck, I forgot I had those German Christmas beers. Well, I know some beers I'm going to be touching. There you so, go. So, yeah. Ah, uh, but Chambers. Poor, poor Chambers. I quit. Poor. I'm done. <laughs> I don't care. It beat me. I'm done. Jim. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm too Jim. dumb. I can't do it. <laughs> what? I, there, there's, there's something going on. Cause, I, I can't imagine. I'm just that good at. And as, as you said, Tetris 99. You thought I was only going against, you know, noobs who weren't full of squiggle lines, as you put it. <laughs> but there, but there, but there's no way to like change your like to specify a region or. Yeah. You know, or anything like I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not good. I'm not good at it. I can't do it. <laughs> Jim, you can do it. Believe. No. Dream's done. It's over. I'm sick of it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so for those of you not in the know, we've been talking about Jim trying to beat Tetris 99 since. When did you start playing that again? I, I think it's been like a month. I think every. I think every. It's got to be longer than a month at this point. It has to be right. Feels like a lifetime, Brian. Because <laughs> Jim talked about it sparked my interest in it again i was at six wins i said oh i'll just go to 10 and i will say to get to my first win it took me a lot of games like i'd say it probably took me 25 maybe 30 games That's head off. <laughs> i today was a very 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 freak event where my first poop break sat down first game it was a win I I didn't even realize I was that far. Like, I knew the pieces were moving fast. And then, like, all of a sudden, it was just like, I was like, oh, shit, I won. Like, it was so, like, unexpected. But then the second win I got that I sent later, it was probably my second game or third game of, like, my try. And <clears throat> that one I fought for. It was me and this. This was the longest I've been, like, the one and two spot. We were going back and forth, back and forth, back. And, like, he, he fucking lined me up real nasty. And, like, I had one of those moments where I put the, uh, the straight line and I didn't put it down the path. I put it, like, up and I went, fuck. Oh. And then, like, two pieces later, I got it. And then it just, like, I guess I sent enough to him to fuck him over. But, uh, yeah, so now I'm at 11 wins. I, I surpassed Jim. Now, now, as our Discord has said, win before Jim, or at this point, how many things can Brian beat before Jim beats Tetris 99? It's going to be I a lot. I want you to win, Jim. I really want you to win. I don't care anymore. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> no, don't quit. Life is hell. <laughs> Life is hell and disappointment. That's all it is. Uh, but Jim, what else have you been playing other than Tetris 99? I went back and finished Poke New Pokemon Snap. That game fucking sucks. If if you're on defense about it, don't don't waste your time with it. It's su it's such a nothing game with nothing to it. I mean, would you say it's meant for children? I mean, yeah, but like at least with like other Pokemon games, even the offshoots, like you still kind of have. Well, I guess maybe not like Hey You Pikachu, but I mean, you still like kind of have stuff to do. 
but I mean, you're, there's just so much repeating and like grinding in this. Somehow, somehow it's just repeating and grinding the same like six levels over and over again to be like, oh, trigger this thing or get enough uh, experience to move on to the next thing. It's just fucking boring. Mm. So it's not a recommended one. No, no. <laughs> so is that the the only other that in Tetris 99 your only games this week? Well, I mean. Real life Tetris with all the fucking boxes I've been stuffing in the goddamn. Uh. Jim, there is that game. What is it called? Is it called Moving or Move Out or Unpacking? Unpacking. It's like I'm you playing that play right that. now. <laughs> yeah, I guess eventually, like, I'll go back because I did keep uh, Sonic Adventure too, another game that I like just have no interest in finishing, but I gotta just finish it off because that game sucks too. So. Between all these Jim. games that I don't like playing and the one game I do want to play that just broke my soul, it's not been a, it's not been a good game. Anymore. I was going to say, this year of gaming has been a little rough on you, Jim. I think you, you definitely need to, whatever game you finish next, you need to pick a game that's going to be somehow a guaranteed hit with you. I don't know what it's going to be. But... So beaten down. Well, actually, no, you did beat Super Mario Land this year, right? Or, that was uh, last Super year. Super Mario World. Uh, Super Mario World I beat this year, yeah. Yeah, so you, you did have a good spot. That was there. good. Then you had Shadow. <laughs> Which I couldn't even count for this year, because I counted it last year. <laughs> fucking fool. Jim, would you say it's cast a wide shadow on you? I, it, it, it was it was definitely a way to start the year, that's for goddamn sure. That, is, <laughs> that has been a precursor for my year of gaming. Man, after this year, are you not going to touch a Sonic-related title for like 10 years? I'm not touching any fucking Sonic for a long time. <laughs> uh, well, Jim, I I beat a, a very pleasant game. I don't remember if I had beaten it before Wack was on, but uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I know we talked about it on um, Roast Mortem. Finally beat that. As I said, completely excellent game. This is one I probably will go back and get some of the goofy unlocks third act leaves a lot to be desired in my opinion um but still overall excellent game it does lead me to wonder there's a lot of people out there now putting out their ranking list of resident evil games can i say the sheer disrespect for the original resident evil and even the resident evil 1 remake the disrespect i see put on that game zoomers motherfuckers all the kids brian you sons of bitches tank control instant deep but uh yeah i finished that and then um on stream i played the latest puppet combo game rewind or die thank you once again i gotta give another huge shout out uh blade you you gave z a subscription and then um oh it's killing me i know somebody else has a subscription i'm sorry i can't remember it was too much beer that night but really love the support i am trying to get more consistent with thursdays that popped up and that those games are always an easy stream because i know i'll usually beat them in one sitting and yeah i think that was a two two and a half hour game but yeah really fun you know what for a puppet combo game wasn't as fucked up as some of the others it was actually tamer huh so i will say it, it, it that might be a good intro to puppet combo style games because the puzzles weren't too hard um yeah so real really solid title uh, but right now, Jim and I are on this path of trying to figure out what the technical issue is, because I'm going to be starting Body Harvest. Um, but I'm borrowing Jim's Retro Tank, and 
for some reason, I can't get audio through my Elgato. Jim just tweeted the guy who made it. We've eliminated both devices as they both work completely fine. We've invalidated the HD cords. For some reason, I can't get no goddamn sound when it comes through the Elgato. And as I said, I've tried every other system. Works fine. So that will be my next game as soon as I can get that up and running. Because as Jim said, he's moving. So I'll be getting the footage for that for the review. Yep, I'm a busy boy right now. So yeah, that's the only way it's going to come out anytime soon. Speaking of, Brian, when's Fury coming out? When's that video dropping? That is next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely got, uh, for me, personal life and work shit took over. And I'm probably not even sure I'll be getting out the six-pack for tomorrow. It might be a day or two late. Personal life and work, he says. All he does is post wins from Tetris 99. He's like, oh, I'm so beaky. Jim, Jim, I'm sorry my 10-minute poop breaks. I'm able to beat that game. I'm sorry. Uh It's a curse. Uh (laughs) Jim, don't act like how much gaming you get done at work when you're pooping. Don't even compare. Don't you dare. What? A couple rounds of Clash of Clans? Come on. Son of a bitch. But no, yes. So Fury will be coming out next week. Um, and that, of course, is from our awesome patrons. So, Jambers, what questions we got from our other patrons? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer in each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First up from Kev called, favorite animated show uh, slash movie made for an adult audience? Animated show slash movie made for an adult audience. I mean, would you count... I guess Simpsons or Family Guy in South Park, they're all made for adults, right? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. That's, you know, original Simpsons up until whatever season it is, that was as classic as it got. But of course, it weared away. I still enjoyed the tr- Treehouse of Terrors. Um, you know what's funny? Family Guy has fallen off so bad for me. And in college, we all loved it so much. But I haven't rewatched it in I don't know how long. So probably for staying power, I'd go South Park just because I can still watch those. And even when I catch new ones, I'm still like, Tear- Jesus Christ, like, I just shake my head and laugh. So from an animated, yeah, I'd probably go with South Park. Yeah, I guess for TV show, I'd probably have to go South Park. Movie, I'd probably say Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh, but that's only partial. If you're going full animated. What would be a full animated movie? Hmm. Full animated movie. It's meant for adults. That, that's a good question, because, like, I've never seen, like, Cool World or stuff like that. Um, Have you seen Beavis and Butthead do America? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that could probably <laughs> be my answer. That's fucking... <laughs> that or South Park, Bigger, Better, and Uncut? Yeah. Bigger, um, Longer, and Uncut, Brian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Other adult animated... Unless you jump into, like, a ton of anime and shit like that. That could make it easy, but... Uh, even then, I've, I haven't seen too many, like, the real, like, adult-adult anime either. Like, I've seen Ninja Scroll. Oh, boy. But, um... Ninja Scroll's a good one. But, yeah, I guess I'd probably have to go do America. That's just a goddamn classic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same there. So, obviously, you can tell by our toilet humor. <laughs> we both grew up similar there. But simple, boy. Fuck. Why why the lisp? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. Why why the anything anymore? 
<laughs> Just beat Tetris 99 and life will be sunshine again. <laughs> the, the folks at home have been able to watch a man's uh, soul be crushed from from the inside over, over a slow period of weeks. Jim, I like how if my very first win back, there was a big reply tweet from you. And ever since then, they've just gotten shorter and shorter to now you're not even replying to me. I can see you look at a tweet and just go, fuck. I just, at this point, I just go, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> of course. Jim, beat it. It's my lot in life. But yes, thank you, Kev. Next up from Todd Howard Sucks. I will be getting on a plane the next time the episode drops. So do you have any rituals you do at the airport? I like to get there pretty early and have a few bass. Well, that was going to be my suggestion. Get there plenty. I, I am a notorious, like, I'd rather get to a place, sit for a half an hour or 45 minutes, and know I'm not running late. Um, do that. Yeah, get a couple drinks in you. Get something you enjoy, depending on which airport you're going to. I, I, if it when, it when I leave from Philly, I tend to like hitting up Chickie and Pete's. I get my drinks there, get my crab fries. Um, yeah, just get, get some food in you, get some booze, relax you. I always suggest going with a Bloody Mary. Um, maybe that's just because that's always a hungover thing, and a lot of my flights I tended to be hungover on. Um, but yeah, do that and just uh, do yourself the favor. Make sure phone, iPad, whatever device you have, pre download all the shit. Don't anticipate the plane having Wi Fi that's actually going to work. So if you got a book, a movie, a game, just make sure it's compatible offline and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I'm in the same boat of getting there early. I mean, my wife is definitely the uh, type to be like, all right, let's get up. It's time to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So she keeps my ass in line when it comes to that. But the Philly airport fucking blows. So like you have to get there like at least two and a half hours early because every time you get there two and a half hours early, you'll probably be there like with plenty of time and you'll be sitting around. But the time you get there, like, slightly later than you want to will be the time the line's, like, 10 miles long and there's only, like, two TSA agents, like, checking anything. Mm-hmm. And then you're stressing the entire goddamn time. There's no in between. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'll get I, – I tend to get something small because – beforehand because the last thing I want to do is be on a plane having a duke. So <laughs> I kind of barely eat before then or even barely drink at that point just because I, I can't trust myself. And I hate flying, too, so like I already have like the bubble guts going from distress, so I'm just sitting there just like a ball of nerves the entire goddamn time until I finally, like, you know, make touchdown, and then it's like, oh, okay, I'll hit something in the airport or whatever's local. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know how many people out there just truly enjoy it, but, like, I can't imagine what kind of psycho would be, like, during takeoff, you're just like, it's all fine, like... Once I get in the air, once you hit altitude, you're like, okay, we're cruising. But that initial takeoff, those moments, you're like, okay, okay. But yeah, once you're cruising, then I can relax. Up until then, I'm definitely like, okay, what's going to happen? What is that? Does that wing look okay? Man, I I used to fucking love flying too. One time, one time I took a cheap airline and I've never liked it again. Were you on a puddle jumper or just a smaller plane? I was on Frontier. Looked like it was held together by duct tape. And it just felt like they were trying to save gas the entire goddamn time. 
So like the entire time, it just sound like the engines would be turning off and then like kicking back on. I'm like, why do the engines keep doing that? Why isn't it just a consistent sound? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chambers. And then ever since then, I just white knuckle the entire goddamn time. It's awful. I'm a sweaty goddamn mess by the end of any flight. <laughs> like my five-year-old's just looking at me. She's having the best time, and she, like I'm just staring, just like dead straight ahead at the like the weather in front of me on that chair. She's like, "Daddy, Daddy, come look out the window. Look what's out the window." I'm like, "I see it, Harper." Like I just I turned the head real quick, so she sees me turn my head. What is your uh, What is your distraction? Is it Is it games, books, or movies? Uh, I'll bring my. I, I try to get some switch time in whenever I fly. Good way to bang out a couple hours of a game, at least. Yeah. That's for sure. And then, well, we used to do the thing uh, before I had to switch where we would get a tablet, put a bunch of movies on it, and have the ear, the earphone splitter and catch up on some movies and crap, too. So, you know, there's nice. always movies or games, much like real life. Yeah, no, good question, though. Enjoy your flight, bud. Yep, and uh, that wraps it up for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone for the questions and the support. Head on over to Patreon to check out all the tiers and see all the bonus episodes, bonus content, bonus reviews, review requests. And of course, uh, if you're listening on whatever platform, head over and all the others, get subscribes over there, leave some comments, helps us out. Thank you guys, truly appreciate it. All right, Jamber, so how is that uh, white Russian treating you? It's good. You de- I'm actually surprisingly going slower on it than I was expecting to. Actually just like sipping and savoring it, not even planning it. Um, it's good. The coffee blends really well with the uh, sugariness of the maple syrup and all that. Not even maple syrup, just whatever syrup's in there. And <laughs> and the chocolate comes through too. It's got a really nice balance to it, but you still taste like everything. It's yeah. Good. It's interesting. Nice. Yeah, I finished off my uh, that sour. It once again, goes down really smooth. And as I said, I'm not a gym level fan of sours, but I would definitely do this one again. It's a rare beer. I saw it at uh, one of our local bottle shops. And of course, horror related, I had to buy it. So I doubt you'll be able to find it, but if you do, I would say give it a try. So then I'm just moving on to, to Old Faithful. Good old Lion's Head. I have too much other I have too much other good beers and I always feel like after a sour you can't mix too many palates you gotta kind of go a little more neutral yeah that's that's not a bad plan there (sighs) now Jambers I snuck something in here with your sneaking (laughs) it's an easy one I think one you might like I wanted to get your take who would you cast in a Streets of Rage movie so let's just leave it to one and two. We don't need to dive into the goofiness and tar- terribleness of three. Um, <laughs> but knowing how four ends up, you can even think of them like in the older characters. But starting with one, you know, who are you going to cast? And you can't just answer like someone new. You got to give a legit actor or actress from right now. Oh, Jesus. So- so Axel, you know, I almost think like since he starts off young, ends up with a beard. Like, of course, I think like, oh, well, that's kind of how Chris Evan looks in like Captain America. Um, but I'm like, is he almost too old for that initial part? And the blonde connection? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So I just thought blonde dudes. Like, I, I don't think Chris Helmsworth would be a good one for that. 
I mean, I guess he actually, I guess he could, because Axel ends up looking like him by the fourth game. Or even like Liam Helmsworth. Like Hemsworth. What the fuck's his L come from? Oh, there is no L? No. Oh, we saw it was Helmsworth. No. Um Watch me yeah, be I wrong. Would, so you know what? Yeah, I would go I retract my previous statement. I would go Chris Evans or Chris Hem Hemsworth. Yeah. Um trying to think blonde haired dudes in Hollywood that could pull off a cool axe. Because Axel at the end of the day is also like team lead, so you need someone who can act pretty decently and pull it off. I'm trying to think, actor-wise, who else could do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, for some, like my first thought I went to like Chris Pratt, but like I was like, I don't want to see Chris Pratt in another movie. Uh, I don't think he would be as good of a. Axel. I mean, like I said, hate him, love him or hate him, he, he does fine in his movies. Yeah, he's fine. We're like, he's a I, I was like, maybe, like, I was like, I do like Channing Tatum, but I was just like, ah, I don't, uh, I don't know if I could see him as like Axel though. Yeah, nah, I don't think he would be a great Axel. Yeah, I guess he'd have to go like Chris Hemsworth at that point, basically. Yeah. Now, what about Blaze? Ooh, that's tough. Do you go like Gal Gadot? Is that too Wonder Woman-ish? A little too close? I know she's not really... I mean, she could color her hair. Or do you go someone... Let's see. Who's an actress who would be interesting for Blaze? It's, in a weird, it's, it's weird right now because like you can't say anyone who hasn't been in a superhero movie because everyone's been in a superhero at this point. Well, the, yeah, that's the tough part. Because yeah, what were you thinking, Scarlett Johansson? No, not even her. No, I, I never. I, I mean, I barely bought her as Black Widow. Why? She wasn't done to your liking of all the comics you never read. No, I didn't care about like <laughs> comic accuracy. Like, I don't know. She's always just like too much. I, I still think of her too much as like an artsy actress. Like, good for her for getting her payday. But like, I never bought her as like a superhero character. Like, not Brie Larson, because she's just like, meh. No, she's terrible. Um, I'm trying to think. Who was that? What, what the what the fuck? She, I, I can't think of her name right now, but she was like, uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim and uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, oh, uh, isn't she, is she an Olsen? No, no, no not not, not not Elizabeth Olsen. No, 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 no. I yeah, I, I do know who you're talking about. I, but, I know the chick. But like, I don't also see like I think she would have the good look for it, but I don't see her as like an ass kicker either. Yeah, she'd be a tough sell. She you know who she, I would have said. She had to do like a lot back, of training. Back in the day, like a Rose McGowan, like from Planet Terror, but I don't know what she's like right now. I can't imagine. Nah, nah, her. she's uh, she's past all that. I would say. I feel like I just don't know enough kind of who would be a good ass kicker ish type. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That that that's a tougher one. Yeah, you you I'm sure everyone, everyone out there, give obvious. us your ideas, because you can probably think of someone right away that like seems obvious. And then uh, Adam. Adam. You know, honestly, 
when I think Adam, I know he's in hot water right now, but the dude who just got in trouble with the law, who's in the new Creed movie, uh, the, uh, the fuck is his name? The, he also plays Kang. Oh, the guy who played, <laughs> good luck with that. I'm saying like, I don't, I, I know he's in legal trouble, but from a build dude is jacked. Uh, he was really good in, um, the HBO show about the, uh, that HP Lovecraft, Lovecraftian or whatever the fuck it was called. That was actually really good. He, the little bit I saw of him when I didn't see the latest Ant-Man movie, but what I saw in the Loki series, he did good. So he's a good actor. And like I said, well, I mean, jacked. if you're going to do that, why, I mean, why not just go Michael B. Jordan at that point? Cause he's jacked. I actually too. think he's too small for that role. Like, I feel like Adam's a bigger dude, but it doesn't need to be like super Jack though. It was like, you know, an athletic guy. At least in Streets of Rage, uh, Wage. At least in Streets of Rage One, he wasn't like you know super. Gigantic. I feel like him and Adam, him and Axel should be roughly close in stature yeah. and size. And Michael B. Jordan's kind of short. Yeah, camera trickery. <laughs> Just Gandalf him; it'll be fine. Um, I don't know. That that's who I thought of right away when I thought of Adam. And then who the fuck would be like Skate if you're going to, if you're keeping it to Streets of Rage One and Two? Oh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> all right kevin act like you're 12 <laughs> skate now skate you would honestly you just have to go with a a young a younger like go with a teenager right like well you yeah have you go, have to um which i don't know i don't know any teenage i i don't know teenage actors so yeah me neither but max is the interesting one like who do you go do you go do you just go Batista? Do you, go, do you just go I was Batista just at this say, point? Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, it's a. It's no got to be Batista. You just, you just got to go Batista, because yeah, like who else right now is uh, roughly that size? That's an actor that could that can off. actually act too. I mean, granted, let's be honest. What, what a delight to Batista turned into. Who, who would have ever thought? <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way, Batista. I mean, Max's character probably doesn't have a lot of depth. Let's let's be honest there. Fair. He's, he's, he's right. That's where the performer but... puts the depth in there. But he would be interesting. Yeah, I think as him. Now, now the real question is, who's Mr. X? Ooh, that's a good question. And you can't just say Christoph Waltz because I know you want to say him for everything. I was almost going to say like a Joaquin Phoenix. I would put him where I'd put the dude who played Loki. He's got the long hair and he can play a bad guy. True. He could do that. Joaquin, yeah, he could do it. Um, yeah. What about the... Uh, yeah, no, Mr. X would be very interesting. Like, it's funny. I can think of, like, a million 80s guys that I, I could picture that, but in current day, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. There's... Talent pool is not as much there. Could you ever, could you ever boo Keanu, Brian? Could you ever do it? Could you ever take him as a bad guy? That's the thing. Shave like, the beard. Could you ever look past yeah, the actor? Like, separate art from the artist. It would be very tough. And, and it's like honest, the it's like the opposite of any time anyone's ever said separate art from the artist. Like just, just let him be a bad guy. Just let Keanu do it for once. It would be so difficult. Like I'm trying to think. Like he'd be better off being one of those long haired twins than Mr. X. But yeah. No, I, I would I would have a very 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 tough time. It's not like Christoph Waltz, who 
You can love him, you can hate him, but he still grabs you in every movie he's in. Yeah, you still need someone a little more physically imposing there. Like Christoph no, Waltz yeah, is you, like five four. You need a big dude. <laughs> you you definitely no, nah, that's what I mean. Like you definitely you gotta be a big dude to be Mr. X. So maybe Liam Neeson with long hair. I don't know. <laughs> Dra- drag him out at seventy. Here, here's another paycheck, Mr. Neeson. All right. But that'll be definitely... You know what? That is a random franchise. I could see one day, like, another 20 years down the line that nobody asked for, and they're like, we're going to make the Streets of Rage live-action movie. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, Brian? Fuck it. So since you brought this up, let's just jump into some of the uh, the live-action things that people might have asked for yep. or might not have asked for. So we talked about it before, and... Twisted Metal, the live-action show, is coming, and they just dropped their teaser for it. They don't show a lot in it, as one would expect. Uh, it's basically just, you know, a car driving around, the main star just pops in a CD, and they give you a little, quick little teaser of Sweet Tooth. And that's basically it. I mean, they show there's carnage going on in the world, because I forget, with Twisted Metal, it's that dude Calypso holds this, but, like, the world is almost in Armageddon, right? Right, yeah. In the game. Um, well, I mean, so it really in the it's really not in like any kind of post-apocalyptic thing or anything like that. It's just like a tournament that's being held. But Calypso, isn't he like kind of the devil? He's kind of the devil. He's kind of immortal. It's weird. It's very weird with it, like yeah, what he is. Because I, I remember when we did Twist Metal 2, like I got a little more into the story. I'm like, okay, you pull a little bit more out, but... Uh, yeah, and they're really man. They're leaning their hat on Anthony Mackie. And yes, yes, they the are. Dude's fine as a supporting actor, but as the rating showed for the um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, he's not a leading guy. Like, I don't care how hard they try to push him, he's not going to be a leading guy. Um, you can tell they already got that. Uh, they're just trying to do the. Um, guardians of the galaxy like let's pull an obscure song that was a pop song and play it they got len if you steal my sunshine which i love that song but <laughs> oh it's so the wacky song you wouldn't expect for yeah. a show like this it's like oh god how many times we're we gonna yeah. do that now well that's the thing they're gonna do for everything and yeah so it's it's bill Hader voicing but it's samoa joe as the body of sweet tooth oh is he right yeah, that's, I think it's. I think it's. I'm almost positive. That's that's good casting there. Like I actually did like what I saw from Sweet Tooth. Like they did a good job with like capturing his. I, I like how someone online was like, "Oh, his hair's not really on fire." It's like, man, it's like it's fine. It's Sweet Tooth from like Twisted Metal reboot or some of the other ones. Like, shut up. It's interesting they went with the really fat Sweet Tooth, and it's interesting they gave him a very very short ice cream truck. That was it rem- it reminds me of, of like Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal Black. That's what it reminds me yeah. of. And Which, yeah, I guess Anthony Mackie's driving Roadkill, if I had to say whatever car would be from that franchise. That's what it's like. Or are they going to do another Mortal Kombat where it's like, it's not really a thing. He's the every character that you're supposed to connect with. And then they reveal everyone else. Here's the thing. How are they going to show Axel? Like, how is that going to be pulled off? Because if you can't do a Twisted Metal... You need Sweet Tooth and you need Axel right off the like those are the two biggies. Yeah, I like they like they can easily throw in like Mr. Grimm and Warthog. Like there's there's staples that's gotta be in there. Outlaw, yeah, you just it, have a cop car of some sort. Yeah, but like the one people will look for is 
like how CGI and shitty is actually, or like, what are they going to pull off for that? How are they going to make it? Like, there's so many questions I have. <sighs> right. They should have um, Kevin Nash drive. Uh, what do you call it? Oh, fuck. I just blanked out on the name <laughs> of it. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, balls. Oh, Warthog. man, I blanked the fuck out. The, 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 the Mack truck. Fucking. Oh, God. What? Oh, oh um. Oh, I fucking Fuck. suck. I, I I know what you're saying. I was like, because then you can have Diesel driving this, and it'd be cool. That, that's what I was I mean, gonna be going for, but I killed myself. But you know what? Here's the deal. Your terrible take aside. <laughs> I I I just go. It's a show no one's asking for. But maybe because the expectations will be so low, if they just make it passable, it'll be fine. Yeah, just make it like, fun. Just make it. You know what? Like. Lean into fine if you're gonna be like Len, if you steal my sunshine, goofy soundtrack. Don't try and take it too serious. Don't have a goddamn message in there. Just make it about car carnage. I don't know if I'd rather see it. Like, is every episode gonna be him discovering a new person he needs to fight against, or is it all gonna culminate in all of them fighting at the end? I don't know what would be better, but you know. Uh, he's gonna like many... befriend like you know a small girl driving like grasshopper oh, or something like that along the way. A thousand percent. It's gonna be his 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 sidekick slash friend slash partner is gonna be one of the girls. Then it'll be one of the cars like the throwaway cars. That that'll be that'll be the one that gets killed by Sweet Tooth. He's gotta take revenge and da 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 da. And Sweet Tooth will befriend someone who betrays. Him. Like you, you know how this is all gonna go down, but yeah, just make it stupid fun. That's all. Don't take it serious. Hopefully the effects are not too bad. Yeah, I mean it's a Peacock original, so I don't know what the That's where I what go. the budget yeah, is like, for those. Mm. Yeah. So I saw it. I go okay, interesting. But Jim, I mean, this leads us right into another TV show that came out of fucking nowhere a game that lit the world on fire last year and uh, vampire survivors tv show now it's animated it's not live action but anyone who hasn't played this game it was the hot one of the hottest games last year free to play uh on xbox game pass then it came to your phones so i don't know who where it was played more uh, I think it was also for PC. Did it go on PS4 or Switch? Um, I don't know, actually. Because I knew about it because of uh, Game Pass, but let's see real quick. Um, but, but for those of you who don't know, it's a... What do you even call that? It's, a, it's not really a shoot-em-up. It's like a walking simulator where you pick up power up so it's kind of a roguelike with a shooter yeah it's an it's an auto fire roguelike kind of deal yeah um but they're making a show about it and the premise of the game is very oh wait so yeah it was on xbox one no so it was just xbox androids windows and uh ios yeah wow no shit crazy um but the story is it's basically castlevania like add in a little bit more lore all the shit takes place in italy and there are specific characters but it's just castlevania 
at the end of the day. So, and like fucking, I'm, I'm calling some bullshit here. The most important thing in Vampire Survivors is the story. So it's a dream come true to see what started as a little indie game I made on the weekends come to life as an animated TV show, says the founder Galante. The, the, the fucking the most the story is not the most important <laughs> thing in that goddamn game. No one w- went back and read. The, well, I'm sure some read through the bestiary, but like no one fucking cared about. There's no story in that game. Shut the fuck up. I don't care about the lore you made. No one cared. It got popular because it was a fun, silly game to play that was highly addictive. <laughs> Fucking most Chip, important thing you... is the story. Get suck my ass. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I don't like. I did a hundred percent of the unlocks. I I still don't know what the quote unquote story is. I don't know who's what, who's where. I, I know you're trying to find Dracula's final form. Like once again, it's Castlevania. Like, uh, this doesn't need to happen. Excuse me. But um, it is interesting. So uh, it's being produced by Story Kitchen, which was founded by John Wick. Writer-creator. Derek, Derek Holstad. Yeah. Sonic film and TV producer Dimitri M. Johnson. But here's the thing. The company currently has game to TV adaptations of Tomb Raider and Splinter Cell in production at Netflix, and then Sega's Toe Jam and Earl and Streets of Rage. So, those are set up at Amazon and Lionsgate. So, apparently, what? There's a lot of shit in the works. Apparently, Tomb Raider and Splinter Cell are coming to Netflix. Um,. And then apparently Toe Jam and Earl and Streets of Rage are going to Amazon and Lionsgate. So there may actually now, Jim, be a goddamn Streets of Rage movie, which I did not realize until reading this right until now. Until right now. Me. I had no idea. Let me let me just type in Streets of Rage movie, because now, now I'm like, what the fuck? A Streets of Rage movie written by John Wick's creator is in the works. What the fuck? Wait, didn't we talk about this? Now it sounds did familiar. We, we might have talked it, about so, this a couple months ago. The article was written in November of last year. I think we talked about this. <clears throat> we probably did. Wow. That shows what kind of impact that left. Well, I mean, it's been... Yeah, it hasn't been talked about. So, holy fuck. This will be very interesting. That You know they're going to fuck up that casting, Jim. Oh, my God. They're going to fuck up that casting. Yeah, I know. Hey, you had your bright idea for a topic with just by accident. Look at that. I was just thinking about the game, and I was like, what's a game I could talk to Jim about casting that he could be enthralled in? But Toe Jam and Earl, really? That does not need a fucking movie. I mean... I know you got a boner for them a little bit more than me, but... I I mean, I do love me some Toe Jam and Earl, but I mean... Like, how do you make a TV show out of it? I mean, it's just going to be like a buddy adventure movie where they all try to find the pieces of their ship. Like, I guess it could work. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna be silly. It's gotta be. It's gotta be silly. It's so jam and early. So you make it fun. You write it good, or you write it well. It could work. It's just weird. Okay, here's. You want to hear the weirdest part about Toe Jam and Earl? Is it gonna be live action? That that's the weirdest thing that I could think of. It's being produced by Stephen Curry. Eh. Okay. I mean. I, I guess. I mean, it's got all the hip-hop influence in it and funk influence, so I don't know. I guess a basketball player can throw some money you, at something. You already know. Which one's the fat one? Earl. 
You know that's going to be Seth Rogen. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> and you know Toe Jam's going to be JB Smooth. Come on, we know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> or Ke or they, they go Mega Powers and do like a Kevin Hart, some, you know. Yeah. is going to be uh, fucking What's-Her-Face, who was in all the movies like a couple years ago. Oh, um... She's got the mole on her face. I can't remember her goddamn name. Yeah, fuck. God damn it. I can't think of anyone's name tonight or anything. <clears throat> My brain is fried from moving and Tetris failure. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the interesting thing. So are are all these movies getting getting bold because of Sonic the Hedgehog and now fucking uh, Super Mario Brothers, which has made over a billion dollars already? Like That's wild. Is it because... <laughs> Are they seeing those two fucking giant staples and going, they're successful? Oh, no. Gaming's the new gaming's the new cape shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it probably... You know what? It probably is. I mean, even Mortal Kombat, for as much as people may have shit on it, it made bank, and they're making a second one of that. So, yeah, now they're getting these more obscure. Splinter Cell, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider's actually an interesting one, because... They've had how many movies now? They had the Angelina Jolie one. Yeah, people like Detective Pikachu. So, I mean, I guess that was that, enough of it. That right? one was actually fine. Like, okay. Well, if you if you got a boner for Vampire Survivors and you want to see an anime or animated show of it, this you know, because story is the most important thing from that game. Enjoy. Obviously. Everyone, all anyone talked about was the story, Brian. So that is by far the most important thing with that game. <laughs> oh, I love that you actually had to read that. How much you hate story. <laughs> I, I, when I was reading that article earlier, I just, like, I, it's what we used to say about our old roommate, Mole, when he would just be like, no, 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 no. And just, like, start throwing shit just out of anger and disgust. Like, no. Jim, can we talk about anger and disgust, though, for a minute and talk about the Sonic Savior from tweets from Twitter? Wait, the, who what? Down. Sonic Savior. The nerd who's geeking out about emulation. Oh, you just want to jump into that? Let's do it. Let's talk about that guy. I do. All right. I, I, I do. You got, you got so to bug up your butt. Speaking one... of Sonic movie, talk about the Sonic boy. So here's what I can't tell. Bri, Bri, first, you, you got to read the tweet for the people, Bri. So, for anyone so who doesn't I know. I have the picture up right here, but he has that annoying ass read the sign with the claps in between. And it says, emulation is a federal offense that can result in jail time. It's piracy and morally wrong. If you do it, you're most likely poor. I don't care about the most likely poor part. That's him trying to definitely troll. But um, what I absolutely loved and laughed my ass off way too long was the amount of uh, checks like that say, like, readers added context they thought people might want to know to these. Because I see these popping up on so many things, and it's making me so happy. Oh, yeah. That bas basically, it's like, no, the act of emulation is not, actually not a crime. Um, as per this case with Sony Sony of America, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and so this dude is getting just lit up, basically saying, like, you're an idiot. And then people are, like, posting things about shit they do pirate. And the dude is responding to a lot of them like, this is ridiculous. I can't tell for sure if he did it as a troll or not, but part of it, like, I've seen him on other shit. Like, I decided to look into it. Like, he pushes NFTs out the ass. 
He's a, obviously a complete Sonic and Sega mark. And I just take it that he really is that big of a nerd to really like be just going crazy about this. And is one of these types of people that truly believe emulation is like the worst thing you can do in the world. Well, that's where that's where I'm torn because he's either the most stereotypical person I've ever seen on Twitter, or he's like the almost like the most like he went so far into paint of trolling that it's almost like you can't tell. Because at first I was like, oh, NFTs and Sonic, of course this guy's an idiot. But then, like, you know, Super Nintendo is like, oh, good, more generic rage bait. And I was like, shit, he's right. This could just be 100% bait. And and I really can't tell. Like, I, I think, I think like, you're saying, like, with the uh, you're most likely poor line, I think that's where you get into the, all right, this that's is a troll. That's where I'm like, he's, he's clearly trolling, right? Yeah. That's where you got to get into it for there. But like... I, there's so many people on the platform who are so against emulation in like any form whatsoever and like think of it as like morally wrong and you know you're stealing and blah 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 and think of the poor developers you know, the fuck up. like there's those people out there so there's well, there's a while where I was just like I, I couldn't tell I don't know well he goes on to write like in some of his other posts he has like do you even understand how rich I am? I have a collection of Rolex watches and my own butler. Get on my level. Oh, I didn't so, see that. So, okay. See, so I'm that, like, that, he's clearly a troll. That, that breaks the uh, mystique for me. I didn't see by not <clears throat> digging in. That's what that's what uh, kept the, the meme alive for me. But what's crazy is he like, okay, you know what? Even if you're a troll at this point, if you go back to like, any tweet he does it is so sonic heavy and in that world and talks about it that if you live as robert downey would say you you never go full retard like he went as far in as he could go so even if he is now trolling like he's not doing it enough he's not doing it he's doing it too much to the point where he's actually become the person so almost regardless we know he's he's a sega mark we know he's clearly obsessed with it and all the shit that he's been posting about it leads me to believe like he really is still involved with that. He may start trying to troll people on other things, but uh, yeah, he's still a nerd to like the nth degree. And I just love the fact that put him aside if he is being tro- if he is a troll or not. This just opens a conversation of how hilarious it is. People keep getting checkmarked about like adding context because somebody. Some nerdy TikToker, I don't know the specifics, but basically was like, people keep saying I was paid by the Democrats to like endorse Joe Biden or something, and that's just not true. And it was fact-checked. It's like, actually, it did come out that this particular person was paid by the Democrats. And like I, that makes me laugh so goddamn hard. So I, I don't know. I, I find it hilarious. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like you say, he started off as a work and then he worked himself into a shoot. Maybe. That very well could be. It's possibly. So, possibly. Probably. But it, bro, it actually, made me laugh. But, and yeah, before we move on, let me just grab a beer real quick. I was going to go into like another stout, but like the, the end of this one, like this was really good. But the end is just like super, super bitter, like way more bitter than I was expecting. I don't know if, like, anything just, like, like that nice balance just, like, went right out the window. 
So I'm like, I'm just going to get a cheapie to wash it down because no other craft beer that I have is going to mix well with this flavoring right now. All right, Chambers, speaking of trolls and people butthurt, let's talk about the UK and their regulators. Um, Bri, they're not people. I mean, I was going to go into how they're Warren G and Nate Dogg and they had to regulate, but you fucked that up. I think mine better. I think mine was better, Brian. A little xenophobia goes a long way. <sighs> so we've been talking for months about the Mike CMA, which is the UK regulation office, uh, has been trying to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision, and it it was successfully. What's the term I'm looking for? Um, I mean, they found the merger with less in competition in cloud gaming. Microsoft says they will appeal since the CMA is blocking the acquisition. Yeah, so they so have. It's, they're, what are they? They're like it. the Federal Trade Commission, almost of like the UK. Of basically. the UK, yeah. Because then, as the article which comes to us from Video Games Video Games Chronicle um, goes on to say, in the US, the Federal Trade Commission is suing Microsoft in a bid to block the deal, and the EU is still investigating. So I never realized the whole part about the Federal Trade Commission. And this was a question I asked. I think we talked about that before, too. Yeah. Well, no, like I was saying, like, how the hell does this CMA, the UK stuff, have the power to block a something from the US doing this deal? Like, I didn't understand that, like the legality. I'm like, how can another country be blocking this shit? But it, they're also getting pinged by the U.S. And now, as it said, the EU is uh, still looking at it. They're going to appeal the decision. It's just insane that what they're blocking is basically saying that this is going to alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for U.K. gamers over the years to come. This is all because of Call of Duty. That's, like, the shit I can't believe. Wouldn't it spark more competitiveness from other companies to make something other than just have everyone play Call of Duty? I guess, I I, I mean, at this point, it's really not even buying Activision. You're buying the brand of Call of Duty, and I guess that's... I guess they made the, the case that that's, like, the big leader. That's the thing that all the the casuals still go for and stuff like that. And that would be enough of a... Because Microsoft could easily optimize it very well for their cloud service and not optimize it all for Sony. And then no one would ever buy a Sony thing again. So, I mean... I mean, We've been talking about this for so long. It's just like... At this point, I don't even really care about the outcome anymore. And I see it, so I'm like, "Eh, I, I guess it makes sense. Like, I I still think it's shitty because, like, Sony did so many things to, like, give themselves an advantage for so long. Yeah. But I guess, like, having an advantage is different from outright owning it. And I guess that's where the gray area really comes in. I mean, you and I have also talked about it. Yes, right now, Call of Duty was was a king for, you know, from Modern Warfare 4 for a while there. Then it started to decline. Warzone has breathed new life into it. And it's, it's reclaimed that top of the hill whether it's that or Fortnite, whatever it is it's in a much better spot and here's my thing though do you think this is really sustainable like do you think that call of duty still won't eventually fizzle out or will like i I don't know i just look at gaming in general like i can't imagine fps is just continue to dominate forever 
it might i could be wrong but could something else come along and, and really like think of the the world we live in since sense of 360 and really online gaming sports fps and racing are probably the three biggest online gaming things that casuals would do yeah and even then like i i would say it's uh it would be sports and first person shooters by far like yeah, even, like r- racing's I mean, yeah. got its fans but like yeah when you think of online multiplayer it's either going to be a first person shooter or it's going to be a sports game at this point so why do you think it is sports makes sense to me why do you think fps's are just so much better suited for multiplayer versus if they figure it like like, like if there was an optimization for party games fighting games and fighting games are huge one too but fighting games are huge but you know what you know what the problem is uh fighting games fall victim to basically for lack of a better word autism where people just like pinpoint down to the absolute microsecond for every single combo where unless you put that kind of extreme concentration into it you'll get wrecked every time and there'll be no fun to be had whereas with an fps it's just easier to fall in spray and pray and you might get some kills and have some fun with it like you don't have to be an expert in order yeah. to be like to have fun with that online. It lends itself more to like a broader audience. I wonder what that I wonder if there will be like that next big thing like like FPSs I equate to like IPAs. Like at this point the market's saturated with them. They're the dominant style, if you will. Like is there going to be something that comes along and dethrones it? I don't know. Like, I couldn't project anything right now to, like, go and dethrone it. I mean, for a while, like, MOBAs were huge, but they never had that... They, could they never, never had that casual, casual appeal. Yeah. yeah. So you uh, need a game that's like... You know what it is? I think the other thing FPS is mixed well is casuals do care about graphics. Hardcore gamers don't, but for a casual person, you want to see something that looks amazing. And going back retro is not something that appeals i think to a lot of the newer generations and so like that's why i said almost racing because i know that's the only other game that really captures the i mean they're usually the cutting edge of graphics but like right you need something that's graphically amazing like i mean i guess there has been these little sparks of like showing that there is a market out there for uh, you know fall guys and among us like these weird kind of party games but they're, they're just not sustainable like they burn out real fast yeah so it's like what genre could be something that implements enough of a graphical enhancement that you're like oh i want to stick around but isn't fps and like fps i mean yeah we have the battle royale like huge boom with fortnite and all that stuff and that's a third person shooter i still kind of throw that in the same thing though almost well, like, in FPS, I think you get the advantage, too, of, like, you're the player. Like, for even for a casual person, like, they can feel like they're actually on the screen because all you're seeing is, you know, your arms and your gun that's in front of you. Everything yeah. else is your perception. So I think that, like, lends itself easier to, like, draw people in because you're your own player character, basically. I'm thinking almost, you know what, like... And then sports for the casual players, like... It's know, always going to be, yeah. Sports will always be there because people people care about their sports and people it's easy to be competitive with it. You know what? I would almost go with a kind of like Second Life Sims, some simulation based game 
of real life shit if it was integrated enough like like what was that ryan reynolds movie uh gamer was it gamer or, or like extra life or what the fuck was it you know what i'm talking about, oh right? oh the fucking oh was, good uh, guy or something good guys or oh yeah actually actually holy shit i think you're the first person to talk about that ryan reynolds movie since it came out i think i like came bombed and went like I thought you could have been like even more like a Ready Player One or like game that well, okay, the so gamer Red, movie. Red, Red, Ready Player One's a better example. Yeah. yeah. So something like that where it's like where you do get full simulation where it's not just one thing. Like you just kind of live your own second virtual meta life. That could be something I could see casuals really diving deep into. If the graphics get to a point where it's that like crazy, like that game we talked about last last time or two weeks ago oh yeah where it looks so crazy like if you just live a different you live a life as a different person you can kind of do what you want almost like a gta but with everyone playing at the same time i could see that taking over fps because then you would get the market of people who are you don't necessarily have to be competitive you could be going in there and doing goofy shit so you're also getting folks who like doing the uh the qt farming shit but you could get someone in there who's a fucking psycho so that might be the only thing I could see dethroning FPSs at some point. Yeah. yeah honestly, I have no idea what could ever dethrone it until something does. Yeah. It's just going to have to be something that catches fire. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll keep following. I still think at some point the Microsoft deal goes through. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what kind of modifications happen. I think for Microsoft's sake, drop the Call of Duty piece of it, make some money back, and then buy something else. Yeah, but then, like, how do you do that, though? Like, I mean, they already turned down, like, the 10-year deal that Microsoft is offering. And you can't separate Microsoft. I mean, I guess you would almost have to make Treyarch and Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer, like, almost combine to be their own game developer studio. Yeah, you just have exclusionary rights for that. Like, those are not included in the Activision catalog or something. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's weird though. It's like, how do you do that though? Well, then you just reduce it by thirty billion or whatever, like forty I don't know, billion. Man. I, I, I yeah. think I think the deal is probably dead. Like it seems like everything out. I'm I'm only going to guess is probably going through all these checks and balances because we talked about the FTC and the CMA and we talked about like Brazil's version of it a while ago. I guess when it's a deal that's this big, it needs like worldwide approval almost. I I don't think it's going through at this point. I think it's dead in the water. At this point, then just snatch up. Sega, snatch up Konami. Like, just get all these other IPs out there. Just take that sixty-nine billion and do something else. Yeah, for sixty-nine billion, you could buy almost you could buy almost every other third-party company at this yeah, point. That's what I mean. Literally, you'd have you you'd have everything but Activision Blizzard. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow get EA, <laughs> get the sports giant. See if that goes well. <laughs> Yo, that would be funny. All right, like this fails, and they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going for EA now. And then yeah. EA's just like, I mean, if you want to give us $100 billion, all right. Yeah. Or they just really somehow pull some shit out of their ass. Like, we're teaming with these other billionaires. We're buying Nintendo. They're like, what? <laughs> that would be funny if, like, you know, because Sony's a Japanese company. If they were just like, ah, oh, fucking sports games, you know, stupid American sports games, no one cares, and they just let it go. Then all oh, of a sudden, God. like, Microsoft owns all the sports games. Oh, Christ. That would be hilarious. I'm sure there'd be one accountant that'd be running in there going, "No, don't do it. <laughs> don't give up, Madden." Uh, well, Chambers, as our last topic, and 
talking about a company who uh, is living with their decisions, I'll say. Kotaku, <coughs> excuse me, one of their journalists was uh, shedding some tears for a preview day for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So this was on April 26th. And he wrote, a huge game. I, I would love for Kotaku to be able to inform its millions of readers about firsthand. Unfortunately, Nintendo still has it blacklisted from advanced coverage, a move I would argue is both unprofessional and coerc coercive. Jim. <laughs> other than people that probably just are... just my throat doing that. Other than people who are either friends of this guy or work for Kotaku or something, can you imagine anyone feeling bad for Kotaku right now? Well, Brian, luckily for you, no one does. I mean, here's the deal. What was it, Kotaku? They didn't weren't they the ones that like said like kind of like day one about pirating Metroid Prime or Metroid Dread? Oh, Brian, see the beauty of the internet at times is if you make such a wildly stupid statement. You're going to get flooded with people showing you exactly why things happened. So, when Smash uh, Ultimate was out, or releasing characters, Smash Ultimate's Persona 5 DLC includes a disability slur. I think we talked about that, and it turned out to just be, like, a bad translation of uh, some random word, and it was not that. And then, of course, they were, the day of Metroid uh, Dread coming out, were just like, uh, yeah, uh, a pirated version runs way better. Like you were saying. <laughs> yeah, so like... and Man, I hate saying this. I know this is not a nice thing to say. But the vast majority of quote-unquote gaming journalists... Come on. Come on. Are you taking them that serious? No. They're no, not like, that professional. They do clickbaity bullshit. They, they did the things you just said. And... Nintendo is a fucking clearly no-nonsense company. If you're going to fuck around with their product or potentially affect their bottom line, of course they're going to blacklist your ass. So, yeah, I can't feel bad, man. Like, you should have had better QC or done something. Well, 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 Brian, if it isn't the consequences of my actions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> And obviously, the, the best quote response was that the dildo of consequences rarely arrives lubed. And I think that just sums it up the best. Like, man, fuck Kotaku. Actually, funny enough, though, maybe they're laughing right now. Because hackers today, someone found Tears of the Kingdom two weeks early, and it's out there on the on the dark web now. I mean, so if you really want to get shocked it. by that, I, I, as we've said, here's the deal. We talked, you know what? It's funny. We talked about emulation earlier, which is not piracy. We talked about the legality well, of here, here, ROMs. If you want to, if you want to get, uh, if you would be Johnny Exactamundo about it, emulation isn't piracy, but it can be. Obviously. Obviously. Shut the fuck up, Kotaku. Obviously. I get it. Or but what I'm saying is, like, boy. I don't give two flying fucks. Emulate, rip, old systems that no longer make games that publishers can no no way possibly make any more money on it to distribute it to folks but new games even two or three generations old i'll give them that you shouldn't be pulling those roms a game that's brand new that's not cool like 
uh, listen, as someone who may or may not have grown up during well, the Napster age. We'll just do it anyway. Age, who fucking cares? Who cares about this honor bullshit? I'm a, I grew up in the Napster age. I don't fucking care. New album, boom, I'll find it for free. I don't fucking care. I don't care about millionaires and people richer than me getting more shackles. I don't fucking care. All right? Well, I would just argue that some, like, I mean, as we saw the guy who had those modded switches who was getting fined out the dick, it's not worth it to pirate from a company like Nintendo who might actually seek something against you. Oh, yeah, and you, you damn well sure better not be selling fucking pirated things. Well, that that's what I mean. That's, that, really that's what I'm yourself. like saying, like, it's not worth it for that. No. Yeah, so that's where it's like, you know, uh, Kotaku, you're getting your consequences. Maybe start being a little more forthright. Stop doing just pure clickbait bullshit and work on your the quality of your journalists. Maybe. Maybe just a little bit. If there's one thing that I can give this guy, Ethan Gatch, a little bit of credit for, he didn't dig in his heels. I think he just kind of realized that this is an argument that he wasn't going to win, so he just didn't respond to anyone. I'll give him that much credit. Yeah. Because we've seen that trap happen so many times where, you know, some stupid game journal is just like, no, I'm right, you're wrong, and you're all Nazis. He just kind of moved on to other stuff after he made his point. Which, to that, I say, good for you. Also, you know what? What I will say is, uh, you should be, you should be allowed to have a fucking dumb opinion. I do it all the time. I mean, it's like you don't need to be burned at the cross, canceled, whatever. Like this guy, he said something that probably pissed him off. He's probably a legit Legend of Zelda fan. He would love to have his free copy to review. He's pissed he doesn't have it, and he wrote it in a way where he's, you know, he's kind of. He's not going to, oh, if he works for Kotaku, he's not going to bash the company he works for. So he's got to put a statement like that out there. So he's just airing his bullshit. Maybe he was a little drunk. Maybe he was whatever. But, you know, it's like, I'm not going to bash him for the opinion. Um, but I'm not going to feel bad for Kotaku. You have to be so goddamn hated to make everyone universally take Nintendo's side. On I know. that That's the part. It burns my soul because I usually go, Nintendo's awful. But even I get that. Like I get it's like you can't be talking shit about me and then want free shit too. Like that's the most amazing thing from this. It's just like how everyone legitimately just went, nah, fuck you, you know what you did. It's like, wow, like no one like everyone will just like not even once did anyone do like the weirdos on the internet like Simpsons meme of like diving in front of a bull to defend Nintendo. No one did that. You <laughs> of universal opinion on the internet. It's Sometimes, Mind-boggling. Too, sometimes people can come together for the common good. I, I, I haven't seen as much unity on the internet since Pokemon Go first came out. It's, it's astounding. Is it a sign that times are changing, Jim? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably a one-off. We'll go Jim, back to hating each other. Jim, is this why we are not ever going to get a copy of Retromania Wrestling 2? <laughs> I wouldn't put any money on it, Brian gotta be honest with you and we took it we actually ended it ourselves <laughs> we were nice <laughs> i mean we, we just we were honest that's all we, we were we were honest about the game you, yeah. if, you, if you weren't you know pixelated sitting ringside you can be a little more honest about the game you might, you might actually play the game and be like yeah this is what it's really like exactly so 
yeah, you know, understand your sources. And you know what? Honestly, here's the deal. The same way, I don't know if I'm biased in this. I'm sure I am. If I see a video, it's like, hey, I was sent this copy or this is a paid promotion. I don't take, I, there's like 10% I take of that as being like an honest opinion. Like, in, especially when it's a review of something. Because most of the time, they're you're going to, especially if it's someone who's like, that's their their livelihood is like reviewing games or something. They're, they're not going to speak out really rough. Yeah, you got to play the game. You need your connections. That's why you can't really trust anyone or anything for the most part. You can't even trust like Metacritic scores because someone will make some kind of political statement. They'll get review bombed or something. Yeah. So you can't like trust anything at this point. You have to like give everything like a couple weeks to breathe before you really know whether it's like worth picking up or not. Jimmy, you know who they can trust? Us. Us. That's fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> So with that, hey, everyone. Who, who's the guy who said Battle Axe was too much money? Huh? Huh? Yeah, heard to say. Had to See, say. The it. problem with you, though, Jim, is your takes may be honest. They're just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, they can trust you, but you just have terrible t- Like, all the games you think are great, they're just bad just because they're objectively bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remember this is also an audio show. <laughs> I had to make the sound effect. <laughs> but with that, everyone, we do want to say thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you can see all of our latest content. If you are listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else, hit the subscribe button. If you give us a five star or the highest rating possible, and even if you want to bash us, we will read any comments you provide on each and every one of these power hour podcasts. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. And cheers. Cheers, everybody.